0: One of those maps that helps us discover more about who God is, is God's Holy Word. And our first scripture reading from God's Holy Word comes to us from John chapter 14. Uh, Familiar words of Jesus, words that I have read many, many times over uh, people's funeral. Wonderful words in which Jesus says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am there, you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I just uh, love the story that's told about a family that had these huge uh, get-togethers during the holidays, and there were aunts, and there were uncles, and there were cousins, and for this particular family, all of it took place at grandma's house. All the spare leaves were brought up from the basement to stretch out that dining room table and make room for all those people who were coming for that family get-together already on a table that was straining under the weight of a smorgasbord of delicious food. And as the dinner was eaten and then came to an end, grandma urged the people to now to have another heaping helping of ham, mashed potatoes, and a green bean casserole. And one little girl sitting at the table said, no, grandma, I'm so full, I can't eat another bite. I think grandma had to say that about two or three times, or the people had to say that to grandma because she kept pressing them to eat more and more. And then finally, as grandma was collecting the plates and emptying the table, she said to them, hold on to your fork. Now, why would she say that? because everyone around the table had already made it clear that they were so stuffed and they could not eat another bite. Well, the answer is grandma knows what's coming and it's going to be an offer they can't refuse. And sure enough, a few minutes later, out comes grandma from the kitchen, carrying scrumptious desserts. There's chocolate meringue pie. There's all kinds of cookies. There's a pumpkin roll. There's whoopie pies. There's pecan pie and apple pie. Alamode. And suddenly you forget all about saying that you had no more room in your belly. Instead, you pick up your fork and you dive in, and oh, it is so good. No wonder, no wonder, Grandma said, hold on to your fork. Now, I'm using this illustration today as a sort of parable on the Bible's teaching of heaven. We come to the end of life. And we're tempted to say, wow, that was really great. But then our gracious God comes to us and with a twinkle in an eye, he says, hold on to your fork. There's so much, much more. The best has not been. It is not even right now. The best is yet to come. I am continuing my sermon series on the hymn, Amazing Grace, which is celebrating its 250th anniversary. And today, we're looking at the third verse. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. I'm going to be speaking to you for just a few minutes on the theme of heaven. And so I invite you to join me as we sneak a peek at the back of the book and take a look at Revelation chapter 21. I'm gonna be reading verses one through four and then 22 through 27. There are a few Bibles for you if you wanna follow along or you can simply follow on the screen. John, exiled on the island of Patmos, wrote these words. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And then skipping on down to verse 22. I saw no temple in the city. For its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God is its light and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it its gates will never be shut by day and there will be no night there people will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations but nothing unclean will enter it nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood but only those who are written in the lamb's book of life and friends this too is the word of the lord thanks be to god Once again, would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Oh Lord God, as we uh, ponder what awaits us beyond this earthly life, we thank you for this rich imagery that we discover in the book of Revelation. We pray that you would awaken in us a thirst for your homebound grace and the hope that we all have of heaven. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You know, one of my observations or things that I sort of have learned along the way is that while there's plenty of nice things to say about heaven, I actually know very few people who are looking forward to going there anytime soon. Have you ever listened to what we sound like when we say the Apostles' Creed in the worship service. Because we always start out like gangbusters. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. But then we kind of run out of gas right at the end when we say, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. You know, that's supposed to be the climax. That's supposed to be the crescendo. The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. I think the problem is, is that we have these mental pictures of heaven that are so distorted and so off-base to the point that we would rather spend a weekend watching Cornhole on ESPN. So, Let me ask you, what comes to your mind when you hear the word heaven? Pearly gates, glittering crowns, 24-karat gold pavement, a place where your ball always lies in green pastures and never in still waters? There is a comic strip called Bizarro that has a rather unique thought on the notion of heaven, and it has to do with, of all things, socks. And you can see it there, you can see the caption, I'll read it for you just in case. It says, that's God's collection of single socks. He loves that joke. So heaven will be the place where you find all those single socks that you lost all during your life. Well, really? One time, this is several years ago, my children were much smaller we were having a discussion at home about how wonderful a place heaven would be where we offer our praise and adoration to Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords. And at one point, my son Tim said to me incredulously, Dad, you mean heaven's gonna be one long, boring worship service? (laughs) Didn't take that personally at all. Let me say all my kids were less than thrilled with that well maybe the reason our heart doesn't beat just a little bit faster or our pulse pound and race a bit more is because we have no idea what is out there waiting for us if you want to know about a people who had a vision of heaven you should have heard the african-american slaves of the 19th century who endured incredible suffering and putting their words to song, they would sing while they were dripping wet with perspiration and chopping cotton while in the suffocating heat. I got shoes, you got shoes, all God's children's got shoes. When we get to heaven, going to put on our shoes, going to walk all over God's heaven. Then looking over at the big house where the master lived, they would say, but everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. Somehow, we have lowballed what God has intended to be the sizzle and sparkle of the Christian life. And that is our hope of heaven. And so we should nod in affirmation and agreement with Paul's words in Colossians when he says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Above. Now, 2023 has been another year in which members and friends of our church have died. In fact, you may have lost a friend or family member or loved one, and the reality is you are still feeling the sting of that parting. Well, friends, we are to set our hearts on things above and look forward with joy and laughter of a glad reunion that is to come. Yes, the best is yet to come Revelation chapter 21 explodes the myths that we have about heaven and we kind of get a sneak preview of its splendor and you get the impression that if you nod off and decide to take a nap you're gonna miss out on some awfully exciting things after all what is heaven it says the holy city and I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God So imagine for just a moment, a a, a holy Lancaster. It's a place with all the good things, fine dining at restaurants, museums, sports, the theater, educational institution where the great minds are uncovering the wonders of God's world. And there's no bad things. No drugs, no crime, no traffic, no roads in constant disrepair. Why do so many people move to this area and retire here? Ever wonder why do you live here? It's probably not because of the winter weather. It's because it feels like home. And there are places to go and people to see and things to do. Well, well, heaven's going to be like that. Only the police stations will have been turned into candy stores. And the hospitals will have been torn down to make room for parks with disc golf courses and pickleball courts. The Bible says there will be a blossoming of multi-ethnic cultures in heaven. In verse 26, it says people will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations. And the picture that I get in my mind is sort of the opening ceremonies of the Olympics where you have the flags flying and the athletes all parading together. The glory and honor of the of the nations. And I don't know, maybe there will be Olympics in heaven, along with art and music and dance and science and technology. What I do know is that our gifts will flourish unfettered by the restraints of sin and death holding us back. Someday, someday we may be listening to music that is so beautiful that it will make beethoven's symphony sound like chopsticks being played on the piano someday someday we may see paintings that are so dazzling that it'll make a monet original look like spray-painted graffiti someday someday we may hitch a ride on a comet to some distant galaxy on a ride that makes going into outer space on Elon Musk's SpaceX shuttle look like a step into the next room. This is the future that God has prepared for those who love him. And of course, the best part of all is that God is there. Heaven is where God is. You know, in this sanctuary, we sense the presence of God, but. It's like a cell phone connection when you ride on on the roads around here and you have farmlands on both sides of you. There's this dead spot where the reception just fades out like when you're at the buck or on some places on 372. One minute you're saying, oh God, you're so close to me. And the next minute you're saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Are you there? In heaven, our intimacy and our fellowship with God is going to be so complete that you and I will never again attend church. It says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 22, I saw no temple in the city because its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty. So here in this room on Sunday mornings, we get a little slice of heaven, but hold on to your fork because someday we're gonna get the whole pie. The the Bible says we will be like a bride adorned for her husband. So we're going to walk down the center aisle of the cosmos and into the waiting arms of our groom, and at last we will see our beloved Savior face to face. Could there be any better feeling than to look into the face of our Father and have him say, Atta boy, you did it, John. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now enter into the joy of your master. You know, I get the funny feeling that many of us live to try to win the approval of others. You do that, I do that, we've all done that. But you know what? The only thing in the end that really matters is the approval we receive in heaven from God. Because one day, One day, your heavenly Father will smile a smile upon you and say, well done, well done, you have been so faithful. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home. I love the family circus cartoon which says, heaven is a great big hug that lasts forever. Now, some of you may be wondering, Well, John when does this all begin it starts the moment we die Jesus said to the thief on the cross today you'll be with me in paradise he said to his disciples you heard me read earlier from John's gospel I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am there you may be also the Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord So the very one who meets us at the end of life is the one whom we have known in the middle of our lives, and if we know him now, he promises, he promises to meet us at the end. And our commitment to Jesus Christ and our communion and fellowship with him continues unbroken from this life into the next. Lucy uh, Cook was Professor of Preaching and Worship at Columbia Theological Seminary in Decatur, Georgia. And at the age of 46, she found out she had cancer. She had a mastectomy, she went through several weeks of chemotherapy, and at the end of those treatments, the doctors believed that they had gotten it all. Four years later, the doctors discovered that the cancer had returned, and this time with a vengeance getting in their bones, and spreading throughout her whole body. Well, Lucy Cook died eight months later. And at her funeral, her father, the Reverend Ben Lacey Rose, Professor Emeritus at Union Theological Seminary in Richmond, Virginia, delivered the message. This is what he said. Two weeks ago, the whole family gathered in Decatur, her mother and I, her brother, and her two sisters. Lucy was losing ground rapidly. She was aware that she was getting weaker by the day. Her mind was clear most of the time, and she greeted family and friends. She talked, she sang, she requested favorite passages of scripture, and she said over and over again, I'm ready to go. She sang with the groups who came from the church, swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home and one of her favorites, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. Early Thursday morning, a few hours after her niece arrived, God took Lucy home. And in the words of John Bunyan, when Christian passed over the river, all trumpets sounded on the other side. And on this side, her family stood around her bed and sang Amazing Grace. Friends, that is our hope. None of us are going to get into heaven because we're good. None of us are going into heaven because we worked really hard in our jobs. We won't even get to heaven simply because we had our names on the membership roll of Chestnut Level Presbyterian Church. We will go to heaven because we accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and because we accept his sacrificial death as full payment for our sins. <laughs> and recognize that we are saved by grace through faith. Our future is as bright as the promises of God. And so, hold on to your fork. The best is yet to come. Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Lord God, we often speak of the vice president as being just a heartbeat from the presidency. and In the same way, we are only a heartbeat from eternity. We thank you for the powerful word you give us not to fear, but to live and even die in hope with eager anticipation of what is yet to come. How we thank you for our anticipation of the great reunion party you are planning for us in heaven, the hugs and the kisses, the wiping away of every tear from every eye. We thank you for this sneak preview, the glimpse you give us in your word of heaven. And in light of your promise, give us the faith to believe in a greater joy that is to come. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen.